Welcome to the Creating Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast. This is a place for creating the self-confidence you need to create the life, marriage, and body of your dreams. If you want to stop struggling with your weight, bring more romance to your marriage, more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Sherry Brazier. I'm a mother to four boys, a wife, a self-proclaimed professional dieter, and certified confidence life coach. Let's go. Hi there, friends. I'm so excited to have you join me for episode number 10. Today, we're going to talk about step three of the three steps that I use to continually keep the scale going down and manage my urges and desires for food. If this is the first episode you're listening to, you'll want to listen to episode eight first. Episode eight is step one, so you'll want to catch that episode first. So pause this one if this is your first one and go to episode eight and then listen to episode nine and then come back to this episode. Okay, so for those of you who have listened to the um, first two steps, you are now ready to learn about step number three. So now that you are assessing and planning and being realistic, it's time for you to start making some tweaks. Now, let me say this first. I wasn't ready for this step until I worked on the plan and the assessing steps for a week or even two. So don't think this is linear, like day one, I plan, Day two, I assess. Day three, I'm ready to tweak. That's not necessarily how it will happen. It really looked for me like step one and step two, I would plan my food every day for a week, eating what I had planned and remember um, to assess my plan. And I practiced that for a week, trying to stay out of self-judgment and in curiosity. And I did that for a week or two until I felt comfortable doing that, until I felt comfortable making a plan every day and practicing sticking to it and then assessing my plan every day and what went right, what went wrong, and then making a new plan. Like I stayed in the first two steps for a couple of weeks just because, you know, we're not perfect. So we think two weeks is 14 days, but, you know, and you should be pretty good at something in 14 days. Well, if you do it every single day without fail, then in 14 days, you're going to be pretty good at it. But life happens in there. And so you might go for like a day or two or three doing really well. And then, you know, something happens and you're just kind of on autopilot and you, you know, it might be two or three days and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't planned my food for a couple of days. What the heck? Um, And in those times, your brain is going to want to start ditching it. It's going to start telling you, see, you can't do this. You can't stay on a diet. You can't learn how to plan. You can't assess without without judgment. Like you can't do all of that stuff. And that's when you need to say, nope, I'm going to go back and look at my plan. And I'm going to plan for tomorrow. Just start where you are 
and then plan for tomorrow. So that's kind of what it looked like for me. I would do really good for two or three days and then two or three days, like, I don't know what happened. And then I was like, oh, I remember I was supposed to be doing that. Then I would go back and I would plan it for like two or three or four or five days. And then like a day or two would go by. I'm like, oh, I forgot to do my plan. And I just redirected myself over and over and over to go back and and make sure that you're practicing making a plan, practice following it, practice tweaking it, practice making it more realistic, practice making it more doable. And I just did that for a couple of weeks. And then once I was starting to get some traction, I was starting to learn about my habits. I was learning about like that I really want to treat at night or that I need to start planning some popcorn to watch Survivor on Wednesday nights or, you know, whatever those things were, it gave me that, you know, two weeks or three to kind of see what my life was like, like what I wanted in my life. Um, We watched Survivor. My husband and I watched Survivor. And that's kind of like our, like we get really excited when it's Survivor season. And every Wednesday we sit together and we watch Survivor and we eat popcorn and we, you know, talk about it and all the things. Right. And so, um, I would, oh, I didn't, I forgot to plan that on my plan. I didn't, I didn't plan to have a small, a small bowl of popcorn, but wait, do I want the popcorn? Do I not want the popcorn? Like it was really a good time for me to like assess what I really wanted. And so the next week I was like, I'm going to plan to have a little bit of popcorn while we have, while we watch Survivor. So I planned that in, I made a note. And so on Tuesday, when I was planning for Wednesday, I just planned on my plan that I was going to have some popcorn. So, um, that is, that's the beautiful thing about the first two steps, planning and then assessing your plan is it really kind of lets you see what it is that you like and that you want because that's what we want to do. We want to craft a plan that's doable for us, that we like, that we enjoy, that would work for the long term. That's something that when we've been on diets in the past that we've never done. No one's ever asked us, do you like Brussels sprouts? No, I don't actually. But Every diet that I've ever been on, that's always on the list of things that you should try to eat. Well, I don't like Brussels sprouts, turns out. You know, all those times I was like, oh, Brussels sprouts are really good for you. And um, there's all these recipes that look really yummy. And I'm going to try it one more time. And like all this drama in my head when I don't have to eat Brussels sprouts. I really like broccoli. And you know what else I really like? Asparagus, I found out. Some asparagus and some baked salmon with, I found this really good, really yummy rub that I put on the salmon and bake it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Like I would have never known. Like I really like certain things. And with this eight out of 10 and doability, I realized I can eat that stuff over and over and actually be happy. And it has taken so much drama out of my recipe planning out of my food planning because I was always like just confused in my brain. So anyway, I could go on about that. But when you're doing the the plan your food, eight or better, 
in doability and in willingness and then assess with curiosity and not judgment, you're going to learn a lot of things about yourself and it's going to be a pretty cool experience. But the thing is, the judgment, you have to learn how to stop the self-judgment. It is the killer in your life, not just with weight loss, but with your life in general. You judge yourself over all the dumb stuff. And self-judgment is one of those things that is going to stop you in your tracks no matter what you're trying to accomplish. It is the killer of your life. I'm not even kidding. So the once you feel comfortable with steps one and step two, then you go to step three. So don't think day one, step one, day two, step two, day three, step three. That's not how I want you to think about this. I want you to think in, I want to do, I'm going to learn step one, however long it takes. I'm going to learn step two, however long it takes. And when I'm ready for step three, then I will apply step three. Okay. Because, um, you need to have some time to learn what you enjoy and what you like and what your tendencies are and things that you want to keep, things you want to dump, like all of that stuff. Okay. So when you're ready for step three, this is what my clients call the 1% club. And it's super simple. It just is small things, big change. So I want you to take a look at what you're planning and ask yourself, what small change can I make today that will move me closer to the future me? Okay, now there is no pressure here. It might be a different food that you want to try. Or it might be that you're ready to start exercising. Maybe you want to get just a little bit more sleep at night. Maybe um, you want to up your water. Maybe you're ready to start drinking a little bit more water. The key is to make it small, 1% change, and it has to be an 8 out of 10 in doability. It should seem insignificant. Like you should be able to be like, well, that's a no-brainer. Of course I can drink four more ounces of water in a day. Okay? Or, you know, of course I can do a 10-minute walk around the block or whatever. Like that seems insignificant, but it should be super easy to do so that it's easy to do. That's the goal. You do small little things that are easy to do that are just no brainers and you just do them day after day after day. And pretty soon it's a no brainer and you just do it. You don't even have to think about it, right? 1% changes over a month lead to a 30% increase in good habits. That small um, of a change every day seems like it's so insignificant, but over a month, that is 30% increase and you have created a good habit. So think about it. It takes like, what does it say? What do they say? Like 21 days to create a habit? Well, 21 days is almost a month. So if you think about that, a month, you're going to have like a 30% increase in a good habit that's going to create that good habit. The small changes is what encourages good habits. Okay, so here's how you know if you aren't doing this right. If your changes feel like they're too much, it's not 1%. If you are, if you think about um, something that you want to change and tomorrow it feels too hard to do it, 
or you just find yourself like, nah, I'll do that. I'll start it tomorrow, putting it off or whatever, then it's too big. You need to scale it back. That It should be like, you, you don't even have to think about it, but it's enough of a change that you're doing something that's, that's a new change, but it's not big enough that you're like, oh, I have to set an alarm because if I don't set an alarm and, you know, carve out 30 minutes of my day, then I'm not going to be able to do it. That's too much. Okay. This is where all of those past diets come in. So, um, I don't know, maybe in another podcast, I talked about, um, your past diets. Actually, you've learned things from your past diets that you didn't know that you learned because you were never taught how to look at the the diet from the, you know, from the, the future you looking back to the past you to see what you learned from those experiences. Okay. Now this is a skill and I won't go into all of the, you know, all the brain, you know, stuff. There's lots of research and stuff um, in the, in the causal coaching world that proves that it's beneficial to look back at your past and learn from things that you've done and then take what you can learn that is useful and bring it with you and then let everything else just stay in the past. Like that's a thing. And I'll do another podcast episode that's regarding that. And I won't go into that much today, but it is super useful for you in the present moment to look back at a past experience and with curiosity, without judgment and say, what did I learn? Um, what did you learn from that diet that could be useful now? Like what worked? Um, was it the way that you planned? Were there recipes that you found when you were on one of those diets that you really enjoy and you just forgot about them because you're not on that diet anymore? And so you just kind of forgot. Like that's what happens to me. When I did this, I was like, actually, when I was doing this one diet in their cookbook, there was this thing, this meal or whatever that I really enjoyed. And I ate it a lot. I totally forgot about that. Dig it out, bring it back and put it in your recipe box and start making it. You learned that recipe from that past diet. That was something that you learned that was useful. Okay, that's just one small example of a recipe. Um, another thing would be like, I don't know how many of you guys have done Beachbody um, or a group kind of exercise plan kind of like that. Like there was several that I did that were kind of like that. Um, and so what was there a community aspect to some of your past diets that you actually enjoyed that kept you motivated? Like you... Like, I really like the, um, the Beachbody on demand. I like those workouts. Like I liked having the workouts that I could do at home on my own leisure. And I like to do like some from, um, Alum, uh, or Alum, Autumn Calabrese, and then some of them from Shanti. And then, you know, maybe I would go to, you know, somebody else one day and somebody else another day or whatever. I really liked having the Beachbody on demand. Well, I didn't really realize that I really liked that until I looked back at some of those diets that I've been on. What did I like about Beachbody? 
well, actually, I liked having that Beachbody on demand. That's good to know. Maybe that $100 or whatever that it cost me to do that for that membership thing for a year or whatever it was, I don't even remember, maybe that is actually useful for me. Maybe that's something I can take from that diet that I actually enjoyed. And then I take this recipe from this other diet and put it in. And so you start to kind of grab these little things from these past diets that you've done and you start to build your own plan. You start to build your own recipes. You start to build your own plan. You start to build your own exercise routine. You start to build your own plan. You start to assess what you've done in the past, bring to the present things that were helpful then, and craft your own awesome kick butt weight loss plan that is just designed for you. No one's telling you what to eat. No one's telling you how often to exercise. No one's telling you anything. You get to decide for yourself. So most of the diets that I did had some kind of a community, um, a support group, friend groups. Sometimes I did them with friends that, that were like in my neighborhood or family or whatever. I did a you know, a couple of years ago, I was the coach and I had lots of teams that I would coach and that was super fun for me. That was one of the things that brought me into coaching like right now was how much fun I had coaching those weight loss teams that I did before. So I brought that piece into what I'm doing now. And then there were some groups that were not good for me. They did not help me feel good about myself. I had all kinds of drama that went on in those groups. And so now looking back, I was like, I'm going to do a support slash community group like this thing that I did, but not like this thing, because that wasn't helpful. This over here was useful. That over there was not useful, right? So assessing that with curiosity and just taking pieces from each one of those diets that I was on has been really, really helpful for me to decide what worked for me. So We are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. And so that's why when I looked back, that's why this group that I, you know, this and this community that was good for me, that's why it was good for me because the people that were in that group lifted me up and I actually wanted to be better because of them. And so I wanted to surround myself with people like them, so that I could be lifted up. So you want to look at those past diets and realize what worked for you and what didn't and what information is just good to have. And then you can craft your plan. And you can take that and say, okay, well, this diet, I was doing this thing and that's 1% better than what I'm doing right now. I'm going to implement that tomorrow. And, you know, that's what you do. You do that 1% for a week, let's say. So let's say it's four ounces extra of water because that's just easy to do. So you, you know, plan your day that you're going to drink four extra ounces and you do that for a week and then you assess how that week went. And was it like, is it now just you just drink that extra four ounces and it's not a big deal and you're ready to add another thing? Like maybe you're, you're ready to add some exercise, 10 minutes of exercise. Let's say you're going to go for a walk 10 minutes a day. So then you're going to want to do that for a week. Okay, that's kind of how 
it works best for me. Not try this for a day, try that for the next day, and then try something new the next day, and then try something new the next day. I like to take it like a week at a time and reevaluate on a weekly basis, right? Then I have some questions that I ask myself on a monthly basis, and that's inside my confidence and weight loss program. I have the monthly analysis that we go through and the monthly assessment and some things that we look at the month and decide, you know, what can we do um, that can we can do 1% better next month and what did we learn from last month? And then we do a 90 day and then a year like it and it kind of works, walks you out that way. And before you know it, you've got this program that's working for you. No one's telling you what to do. You're not answering to anyone. I'm keeping you accountable. I'm coaching you through your brain. You're coming to me with questions on how to find the answers in within yourself. And it's, it is magic, you guys. It is just magic. So self-assessment is a very good skill to learn. So we talked about self-assessment when we talked about your food plan. And we also talked about self-assessment when we were talking about past diets that you've been on. So self-assessment can work in your life in lots of different areas, not just weight loss. It is a very, very good skill to learn and to develop. 1% changes um, come to you pretty clearly when you are in curiosity and self-assessment and not self-judgment. So Remember that this is a practice. Don't forget that. When we are practicing, we are allowing for mistakes and we allow for them to be learning opportunities. So today, I want you to think about what you've been planning and is there anything that you think, I could try doing this. The key is that 1% and that eight out of 10 in doability. Those are super important. There's no right or wrong way to pick. And I mean that. Drop the idea that losing weight has rights and wrongs and loads of rules. Losing weight for the rest of your life means you are in this for the long haul. You had surgery or you're thinking about having surgery so that you could be successful long-term. Create the habits to make that a reality. Make a plan each day of what you know you will eat. Assess each day what went right, what didn't. Decide what to change the next day and then change 1% of the time. Ask a little bit more of yourself as you feel ready to do so. This seems so basic and it, it might even sound too easy And it is. That's the real secret. The only thing that gets in our way is the self-judgment and quitting on ourselves. So now I've taught you the basics of how to think while you're losing weight after weight loss surgery or if you haven't had weight loss surgery. This applies whether you've had weight loss surgery or whether you haven't. I want you to put these three keys on rinse and repeat. These three steps are game changers. You guys don't stop them. Do it and rinse and repeat and don't stop. Don't let a bad yesterday determine your possibility for today. Okay. All right, you guys, those are the three steps 
that you must know after weight loss surgery. Creating a good habit of planning and assessing without judgment and reaching for something just a little bit more is the way to be successful in your weight loss journey. I am so excited for you to take control of your weight loss and your mind and create your dream life and craft your plan to be successful on your weight loss journey. I am so excited for you. Go get it, girl. I'll see you on next week's episode. Take care. Losing weight after having weight loss surgery can be frustrating and discouraging, but it doesn't have to be. It can be a journey that you actually enjoy. I want to invite you to apply for a free weight loss strategy session to see if my program, Confidence in Weight Loss, is a good fit for you. I will help you make peace with your relationship with food and feel confident that this tool of having weight loss surgery will work for you. Go to sherrybrazier.com forward slash strategy session to schedule the time that is best for you. Chat with you soon.